Welcome to the Real Life Discipleship Podcast, where the conversation about discipleship is always real, for real people in real life. Hello again, I'm Lance Wigton. I'm the Communications Director here at Real Life Ministries. And uh, finally, after a summer-long sabbatical of fun in this fantastic year that we've had, is Jim Putman, <laughs> uh, our lead pastor here at Real Life uh, Ministries. Uh, Jim... Um, I was going to ask you uh, if you had a good time away, but uh, judging by this weekend's sermon, uh, you were talking about current events and the impact on you, and uh, I wonder about how much rest you actually got. Well, I mean, people have been asking me that, and I, and I tell them, I was with the most exhausting person on the planet the entire time, and, and then they always think, Lori, that, that doesn't sound right. No, 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 not Lori, me. I am the most exhausting person on the planet, and I didn't get one minute away from me. So as good as it was to get away, there was still the downside of me. I hear that. I didn't think it was Lori, though, when you said that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I, um, yeah, I went away in a pretty rough spot. Uh, The whole political scene, you know, for years, uh, we've been talking about the direction of the country, where it's going and and why it's going that way. And, you know, you can talk about it and say it's coming, but if you're not actually experiencing it right there, right then, it's always in the future. Mm -hmm. But it's here. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're here right now. And um, so what is it that I'm supposed to do as a person and as a leader who's both an American and a Christian? Mm -hmm. And so I'm really struggling to figure that out with a lot of different people have a lot of different ideas about what that is I'm supposed to do and use the the uh, pulpit for. And, you know, I was tired anyway from all the stuff that's gone on, all the building projects and the growth and all the good stuff. Mm -hmm. But then you throw the covid thing in Mm -hmm. and, and now the place we are with the riots and all the fear of the economy, the economy Mm -hmm. just wrecked people and brought out tough stuff, mm-hmm. fears, and trying to lead through all that, it, it, you know, I, it was good that the guys kind of said, you need to go away. So uh, you, you feel like people on uh, both sides maybe are, are trying to force you into building a, like a mob mentality because they are, because uh, they are fed up with what they're watching on TV, uh, what's, what's happening in the country and they, and they want it to stop. Yeah, we don't deal. I, I personally, because I, I stick to the word of God and I think mm-hmm. uh, the word of God doesn't allow me to shift when it comes to abortion or gay rights or genders or those mm-hmm. things. A lot of those people who are more liberal have already steered away. Mm-hmm. So I'm not concerned about the way the world, uh, the liberal world is trying to pull me because I'm just that. I mean, everybody knows that knows me. I'm not going there. Mm-hmm. It's more of the differing ideas on the the right side about what we ought to do. So the the more of the conservative um, God and country America uh, group that's trying to say, hey, if the pastors would just do this, mm-hmm. uh, you know, get the people to fight and vote and communicate about 
politics and the conservative view, then we could win back our country. And so you need to say, no, we our rights say we don't have to wear a mask. Our rights say we don't have to do this and that. They can't do this. They can't do that. So you need to be speaking out against this and you just become very political. Mm-hmm. And and again, for me, I, I grew up in that, that world. You know, I was a teacher, history, social science teacher. I'm already familiar with the history of it. And, and so it was, it's an easy, it would be easy for me to get sucked into that. And, and how much of that is right. And I don't want to go to the extremes. I want to play, be right where God has me, but just trying to work through that with so many voices was difficult. Yeah, I, I get that. I, one of the things that, uh, you know, knowing you as, for as long as I have, I think is uh, different than maybe even uh, modern Christians right now in this culture is uh, for the last 20 years, um, you have kind of been where we're at right now, whereas, um, you know, uh, you believe in God and country, but Christians would look at that fondly and say, uh, yeah, we are we are uh, in maybe a different place than we really were. It was like the frog in the kettle. And now uh, COVID or this time period, 2020, for whatever reason, has become kind of a tipping point, I think, for a lot of Christians. And now they're realizing, oh, wow, we really have come a far a, a long way. And they're and uh, I think that's one of the reasons they're more. uh ready to revolt and think that one or two things is going to change it back uh, and swing it in one direction when in actuality, it's been going that direction for, for at least 20 years. Oh yeah. For, well, 1960s and 70s, mm-hmm. there was a, historically there was a huge shift. Uh, couldn't pray in school. Uh, you, you abortion legalized, mm-hmm. you know, the whole uh, free love, sex, mm-hmm. culture, drug culture shifted so many things in our country. And, you know, when it comes to America, I haven't had a hope, had hope for America for a long time. Mm -hmm. I'm not really attached to America for several different reasons. When I say attached, I mean, I I don't really have a lot of hope for its future. Mm -hmm. I'm patriotic. Mm -hmm. I believe that God played a huge part in the institution of this country and people have suffered and died to hold to morals and values and, and truths. But the reason I haven't been all that hopeful is because in my mind, if you use the metaphor of a lake, Mm -hmm. um, if, if you were pumping sewage into the bottom of the lake and every once in a while you skim the top off, of that junk, you know, you try to sift it out and pull it out, but you're not willing to uh, stop the mm-hmm. sewage that you're pumping in. It doesn't really matter what you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, elections are like the um, skimming the, the junk off the top. Mm-hmm. The problem is the media, the universities, the schools, the all the stuff has been pumping sewage into our country for so long. That an election skimming the stuff off the top isn't going to work. Uh, you know, you might win a couple of elections, but sooner or later, when you're raising up ch- kids and people in this culture, they move. They mm-hmm. they shift the culture as a whole. And those who used to be considered moderate are now seen as radical. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, those who used to be considered liberal are now considered 
conservative. I, you know, historically speaking, John F. Kennedy was a liberal, mm-hmm. but he would be considered far right right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, things have been changing over time. And so I've looked at what they've been teaching in the schools, what they're putting on, you know, Discovery Channel in movies and betting in Hollywood movies mm-hmm. that and we all know story changes people's perspectives, mm-hmm. what they're teaching in the universities. So for me, um, you're right. I've been saying this for 20 years. When you know what's happening behind the scenes, uh, you just know where it goes. You just play it out. You know, Jesus said, you, you, you know, the seasons based on the, the, the you know, the, the weather, the, the, you know, how long your days are, all mm-hmm. those things. But he mm-hmm. says, you don't see the signs of the times. I mean, that's where we're at. I'm looking at things morally, spiritually. And I know God isn't just going to sit around. God's character in scripture is not just to keep approving people that disobey him, reject him, rebel against him, mealy mouth around. Mm-hmm. And so if America's strength was built on godly principles, the further they get from the godly principles, the further God is from that. And he'll still work in the lives of individuals. That's his history. You know, mm-hmm. Daniel, he conquered, he, he allowed another country to dominate control. Daniel and, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are, are now captured. They're captives, but he blessed them in spite of the punishment of the country. And countries have come and gone because of ungodliness. And God has already told us what he's going to do in the end of this. He said, in the end of times, it's going to be very difficult times. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of pleasure, lovers of of fi- money and power, and they're going to be corrupted. And, and, you know, he says that's going to happen. And it's happening. And, you know, there was always going to be a generation mm-hmm. that woke up right in the middle of it where it's actually happening in their generation. And so, you know, we've been saying this, you you know, Billy Graham said this several years ago, and I've quoted it many times. Uh, He said, uh, God was going to have to do something about America pretty quick, or he was going to have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm -hmm. And we are seeing unprecedented things believed and, and promoted in our culture and not just in our culture, Hollywood's movies are seen all around the world. We're promoting a belief system Mm -hmm. uh, through the media, through all kinds of things. The pressure going on countries right now that don't, that that have not accepted homosexuality. I mean, now in the UN, you go across the board, there's a form of, of godliness, which is a, which is a, um, misnomer. It's 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 not actually godly, but there's a form of right and wrong that is promoted all around the world, mm-hmm. and America has played a huge part in that. Mm-hmm. So I look at all this and lay it out, and I see it in Scripture, and I see where we're going. And for those of us who go, well, we've got to take it back, and we've got to fight, and 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 you know, one of the analogies that I think about is like a, a tree. It, it, I, I, I'm out in the woods a lot, and mm-hmm. I've seen some trees at a distance that were just massive. But as I got closer to them and I looked at it from a different angle, it was actually two or three trees that were so close together mm-hmm. that it looked like one big tree. There was a time where America and Christianity were so close together. They were never always the same, mm-hmm. but they were close enough together that at a distance, they looked like the same thing. And but they're really two separate trees. They just look uh, 
close together. Mm -hmm. God used America for a period of time. And the further, you know, if you could do this, pull up the tree and pull it further away from Christianity, Mm -hmm. you you can recognize it's not the same thing. But in your mind, it was always the same thing. And that's that's what's going on for those of us who are Christians who grew up in this time and place where they were always the same thing. Now that they're not the same thing and we're starting to recognize they're not the same thing, what do we do? Mm -hmm. Do we start a civil war? Mm -hmm. Do we um, get everybody out to vote? Well, yeah, I think we should do what's legal. Mm-hmm. We should do what we should do. We should vote. Uh, but but understand this, that God's plan was not to have one nation that re- represented him in the world anymore. That was the Jews. Mm-hmm. But through the Jews, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. And God's plan is a holy nation, a royal priesthood from all the nations, every color, every every language. That's his plan for heaven, and that's his plan for down here. We are the church, the, the strangers and aliens, he calls us in First Peter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are strangers and aliens in the world. We live for a better country in the book of Hebrews. And some of us are so caught up in the American politics side of it that we don't understand that it's really the church, the family of God, the body of Christ, with Jesus as the Messiah and King, uh, that is our first priority. We are uh, we pledge our allegiance to him first. Mm-hmm. Now, if I do that, that will impact how I am as a citizen. The more people that do that, th- it will impact the country that we live in. But More Americans uh, that are actually following Christ. Yeah, it, the more people that actually follow Christ and live by God's standards and with his blessing and seeking him and honoring him, uh, the fruit of the spirit in your life is love and joy and mm-hmm. peace and patience. What kind of, what does it look like to have a family where that's what's happening, where you've gotten the, you're not pumping in sewage. You're actually, yeah, you're skimming the surface. You're, you're working to keep it clean, but you've also cut off the sewage, mm-hmm. right? Um, what does that look like as a believer? The more we're like Christ, the more love, humility, service, the more it looks the way God intended it. The further we get away from that, the worse it looks, the worse it, it, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as Christians, you know, I see it like you're, there's two trees there. There's a lot of people that think being an American makes you Christian. Mm-hmm. And that's the tree they've kind of climbed in. Mm-hmm. They're in that tree. And I think the Lord is allowing wind and fire to blow down a lot of these trees so that we'll, we'll get out of that tree and get in the tree of his kingdom. We'll climb that mm-hmm. tree. We'll build our fort in that tree. We'll, we'll care about how that tree looks. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I don't hear you saying that you're anti-American. No. I hear you saying that it's more about what do you put your your faith in, your long-term faith in, and it, regardless of what that other tree is, what because, you know, the reality is I could put my faith in, uh, you know, whatever kind of idol. I, I think American Whatever can, as an identifier. For me, it was exactly, wrestling. That yeah. was my identity. My community were wrestlers. And and that's what you put your uh, your love essentially to you, what, what you are willing to give to, what you spend your time on, what you uh, put all your resources in and your hope. And you're saying, uh, make sure that is there's only one place to have that go. Is, isn't that what you're yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. And, and there are a lot of people that are wrestling. Like I was dealing with one of our guys the other day who is just really upset, mm-hmm. you know, 
uh, he spent his whole life and even used this word, this term. He said, I've been chasing the American dream as a Christian my whole life Mm -hmm. that that I would put money in retirement, that I would have a retirement, that I would build my business, that I that when I get older, I'll have something to take care of me. And when all these fires are going, people are going into um, uh, businesses and burning them down. He goes, I realized that we're changing. It used to be a time where if you, if you gave your word, if somebody, you put the money in the account, it will be there in the end. Now it'll be, be there based on the value of the dollar and all that. But right. at least you, if you paid for insurance, they had to insure you. If you did the right things, they had, uh, you know, they weren't going to tear down your business and, 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 you know, there was a value system that was accepted. And he said, what I'm finding out is I've been placing belief in this. I've been my dream of the future and retirement and all that is built around all of these, this formula that doesn't exist in our country anymore. Mm-hmm. Justice, the right people being accused for the right crime with the right sentence. We don't live in that country anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, you lo- you can do the right thing and not get the right thing. And nobody actually even agrees what the right thing is. And so what is it like to, to live in that world? Well, that's disconcerting. Mm-hmm. But Jesus always said, why do you store up treasure on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal? But mm-hmm. instead, store up treasures in heaven. You know, and so what the Bible says that if you put your trust in chariots or in walls or your money, you're going to be disappointed. Mm -hmm. But we've lived at a time in history where we did have policemen and military and you did get out of the out of it what you put in. If you Mm -hmm. saved, you did have. Now, if that's changing, those are new muscles to have to to use that you haven't used before. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people in the rest of the world can have their house taken from them. Mm -hmm. If they have a house. If they have a house. In America, we've lived at a time and a place where we've got used to something that's now starting to go away. Mm -hmm. So then my question is, what do I do? Mm -hmm. Uh, God still promises to take care of us according to our needs. Mm -hmm. It just may not be in the way that we expected, that we had planned on, that we had saved for. Right. Because the world is changing. And that's what happens when value systems are, are, are not built on truths. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when everybody is out for themselves. We've been pumping uh, me, me, me into this culture. Take the ends, justify the means. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been preaching. Look out for number one. Mm-hmm. We're just evolutionary uh Byproducts, accidents, prosperity, uh, prosperity. We, we've been dealing that for a long time. So when people start acting in that way, mm-hmm. And then nobody does anything about it. You're left with, okay, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. Do I trust the Lord? Well, okay, yes. But at what point do I step in and how do I step in? Mm-hmm. What, Yeah, what is God asking me to do? And as we're waking up from this American dream uh, as Christians, um, the idea of uh, changing something that's outside of my scope uh, then just m- makes us sound like we're more noise. We're an opposing noise, but we're still fighting. And, th- and, th- and that brings us down to the level of everybody else. Uh, I hear you saying right or wrong. I don't know. That's what I'm trying to find out. Uh, individually, as Christians, we need to control what we can control. And, that, and that's basically our thoughts, feelings, and actions, or head, heart, hands. Is well, that right? Yeah, and what I mean by controlling those things is first— I surrender to the Lord's control. He gets mm-hmm. to define the terms. 
what's actually said in the Bible does apply to us in America. It hasn't. Mm-hmm. You know, don't store up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break it and steal. Jesus said that, but there was a time where moth and rust didn't seem to destroy. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, in other places, they don't. You, you came into the world with nothing. You're going to leave with nothing. We've we've lived with this uh, view of the world that is not really accurate in the whole world. Mm-hmm. And and here's the deal: it was built on some foundational things like honesty, integrity, shared value of right and wrong. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you get rid of those things and people get to decide for themselves what is right and wrong, then justice becomes uh, whatever you decide it is at the moment. Mm -hmm. It leads to a world that is dysfunctional, and it it won't satisfy, and it doesn't work. And so what's happening right now is people are waking up to this reality, Mm -hmm. and they don't like what they see. Mm -hmm. So then the question is, what do we do? Mm -hmm. As Christ followers, it's our job to go, guys— this was never our home. This was never heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, we lived in a, at a time and a place that's very rare in history mm-hmm. where people did have, they were, were aligned around a set of values. But, but when you undermine the values, when you undermine and pump sewage, spiritual sewage in, eventually that goes away. And because we were, there was this time, uh, it's kind of like the tipping point, you know, there's this time where you don't see a lot of change and moving up the mountain is pretty slow. But when you get to the top of the mountain, you start back down, you pick up speed and things start moving very fast. Mm -hmm. We've hit the tipping point. Mm -hmm. Now, could a miracle happen in America? Could God say, yeah, uh, I'm going to wake you up and this is going to shake people out of their trees onto their knees mm-hmm. so that they cl- actually climb and trust in the right tree to mm-hmm. build their house in right. their tree house or their, uh, you know, my hunting, you know, tree stand. Which right. Is the one I, I've actually built tree stands in the wrong tree and that wasn't very pleasant. Right. But uh, <laughs> people you know, get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, will that happen in America? Could mm-hmm. that happen? Yes, it could. But I can't control that. All I can do is say, I'm going to teach the truth. People have to decide. I'm going to try to do things the way God Mm -hmm. wants. If something happens where it wakes up the world and they do decide to repent and and give up on those things and make a change, is God going to relent? Well, yes, I think he will. But again, every generation, you're born in that slice of history and you have to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Go back to the kings in the Old Testament. Um, you know, God is going to destroy the land. But Josiah decides to make a change in his life and lead change. Mm-hmm. And the people followed, and God relented for a period of time. But God also knew the future and knew that there was going to be somebody who would grow up. And, and so all it did was delay something that God was bringing. Because and if, if we relent in our country, it will delay it. Mm-hmm. But the Bible has already told us what's going to happen in the end, mm-hmm. that it's going to be very difficult times, that people will be lovers of themselves and lovers of pleasure rather than of God. He's already told us in the end how this is going to play out. Mm-hmm. The Antichrist, the the uh, corruption of the world, all the, the, the seven trumpets coming in the book of Revelation, by the way, as you read through that, each trumpet, it says after the trumpet... Uh, or after the scroll, it says, but the people would not repent. Mm-hmm. 
So each one of those was an opportunity for people to repent, Mm -hmm. but they wouldn't. And so when I think about even things like fires in Oregon and California constantly, Mm -hmm. I think about the, the virus. I think about the riots, the corruption, the diseases, all those things. As these things move forward, as it gets more and more difficult, I mean, already the anxiety level of Americans is so high. As you look at the addiction rate, as you look at all these things, I see all those things as the Lord going, you know what? You're not paying attention. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just going to step back and I'm going to give you over to this world the way you think you want it. Some people are going to get out of the tree, right? And out of the wrong tree and get Mm -hmm. to the right, right one. Some people are going to try to, you know, figure out a way to keep that tree up, that Mm -hmm. wrong tree up. Um, this is that season where the signs of the times tell us something's going on here. And when that happens, we do what we can do as it, 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 be obedient. Mm-hmm. I'm telling people to be godly, no matter what they legalize. If it's contrary to scripture, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they try to make you to do something that's sin, mm-hmm. don't do it. If they're making you do something that you think is silly, but it's not sin. Romans 13 says, be submissive to your leaders. Mm-hmm. I mean, start showing godly character. Be Christ-like. He's our model for what to do in a, in a godless world. Mm-hmm. But there's a huge chasm between abortion and wearing masks. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you can legalize abortion or smoking pot yeah. for you know recreational use, I don't care whether you legalize it or not. If God's word says be sober, be mm-hmm. sober. Mm-hmm. If if God's word says don't do not murder, mm-hmm. then you don't kill a baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, if God's word says uh, don't, um, you know, a, a marriage is between a man and a woman, then I don't care whether they make that legal or not. I'm not. I'm not. You don't. You don't condone or you don't. You don't. You don't say it's okay for two of the same gender to get married. Right now, again, if they legalize it, uh, it's one thing for me to abstain from it. And to teach the truth in the church, but it's not my job to go take a gun and go fight against those people who choose to do that right. personally. Because uh, from what you're saying, actually, the Bible even prophesied that was going to happen. And and I understand why people are upset. They got to find an enemy because they're unhappy at the situation they're in. But it sounds like it's not a physical flesh battle. It is actually a spiritual battle that they're fighting. And they need to repent instead of, as Christians, not trying to get them to uh, do something using violence and protesting and hate and what. One of the blessings I've had is I get to go around the world to Mm -hmm. other countries that aren't Christian countries that don't have you know, any foundation Mm -hmm. scripture, Muslim countries Mm -hmm. and talk to Christians who don't have the uh, ability to live in a country that's Christian at all. And I get to go, how do you handle living as a Christian in a Muslim country where you, you don't even get to buy and sell. You don't get to, if they, if you, if you, try to win somebody to the Lord from the Muslim faith and they find out you're dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is it? How do you live in a world that's completely contrary to Christian values and still be a Christian? Because again, for us, we didn't, we haven't had to, we haven't had to uh, deal with that, but there's a generation right now that is having to learn how 
to do this. And so our job is to go, there are Christians who have had to do this. Let's go listen to them. Americans don't always have to have the answers. Mm -hmm. And we don't have the answers in this because we haven't, in this season of life, we haven't had to live and grow up in a, in a world that's contrary and, and absolutely vehemently against Christianity. Right. That's the world we're, we're now having to live in. Mm -hmm. And so what does it look like to be a Christian parent or grandparent that is going to have kids? And if they do go to college, if they do watch movies, if they do go on social media, those people aren't like, hey, let's just live and let live. Those people are like, no, we're right. You're wrong. Mm -hmm. Christianity is false. You're a, of a cult. You're a bigot. You're unintelligent. How do I raise my children to be able to withstand that? Mm -hmm. And it may get to the point where it's just illegal mm -hmm. to say homosexuality is sin. All right. Now, again, I'm, I'm saying what I'm saying in our church because it's biblical. And I may have to change the way I even go about this. It, it may be illegal to say that at some point out in the world. But in the church, I'm responsible to say it in the church whether, mm -hmm. because I can't not teach the truth of the scriptures to Christians. But again, in the culture, they've decided something different. Same with Paul in, in Corinth. Mm -hmm. The culture had decided that Caesar was God. Mm -hmm. Paul taught in the church that Caesar was not God. Caesar said, you will worship me as God or I will kill you. Paul said, no, I will not submit to your authority in this. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and so we're having to do things that Christians for all these other years and, and cultures have had to do, but we haven't yet. Mm -hmm. uh, that's really good. Uh, which brings brings us to this next series we're doing every year. We go through the foundations of our church. And, you know, Jim, I don't know if there is a more critical time, at least here, uh, right here in Kootenai County to do that. We have had uh, just in the last uh, year, so many people and so many more people continue to want to move into our area um, because of some of the cultural reasons you just said. Uh, but it's important to have everyone um especially in this culture, uh, know what our church stands for and get aligned as a church. And how, how are we planning on doing that this year? Well, it's very important that you're talking about alignment there. And one of the problems for America is we were built on these foundations. But over time, we didn't keep teaching them. Mm -hmm. They changed the curriculum in schools, started reshaping. Um, you know, it's called historical revisionism. Uh, people that came to the country actually uh, had to go through a process of learning about our country that many of our p own people don't actually know about. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we know as a church, if we're going to be of, uh, last week we talked about being in alignment. First Corinthians 1.10 says, I appeal to you by the Lord Jesus Christ that all of you agree with one another, you be in harmony with one another, being of one mind and one heart. Mm -hmm. If we're going to stay the course as a church, we've got to have the same terms. Mm -hmm. We've got to have the same goals, the same direction. So this series is really on what is the purpose of our church? How do we define words like the gospel, mm -hmm. salvation, uh, discipleship, a church? Mm -hmm. So that those who have been here for years, they can say, well, I, I've heard that before. Yeah, we've all heard stuff before. We forget. Mm -hmm. And we're being b bombarded by all kinds of new information. Mm -hmm. We have to hold to the truths that were once for all given uh, to the saints. That's what Jude 3 says. 
for all these new people, we're like, hey, we got to be one. We can't allow it to happen to our church what's happened to our country. Mm-hmm. And the same principles that have taken us off course as a country could take us off course as a church. Mm-hmm. And we're saying, no, here's what we're about. We're going to know these things. We're going to believe these things. We're going to do these things together. And that is the source of our strength, the hold to those things mm-hmm. and to fight for those things and so that we're we're one. Jesus said a house divided against itself cannot stand. Mm-hmm. And so his admonition to us is be one. Mm-hmm. Well, and I also think we could look at the Old Testament as a, it's not a tale, but a, a cautionary tale of what happens in a culture when you don't go back to the foundation, you start forgetting about what those foundational things are that we are supposed to stand on. And it doesn't take but a generation, half a generation uh, down the road. And, and, and we're, and we're now living in it. So uh, I look forward to the next several weeks as we get back into the foundations of the Bible and our church, as we align together on uh, five different key areas. Thank you for joining us on the real life discipleship podcast. Where we want you to remember discipleship is simple. It's just not easy.